Welcome to the podcast. I am Joe Posnanski, and with me is Michael Shore. Michael, welcome. Joe, thanks for having me. You're welcome. You're welcome. I just want to say right up front for our uh, listeners, I am coming off of a cold, and uh, and I sound horrible. I just sound <laughs> absolutely horrible. The, the, the professional thing to do would have been to postpone this until my voice came back. But there was never really an option in my why, mind. Why start being professional now? <laughs> Especially I mean, over something like that. What's the point? People have been listening to this thing through like, you know, when it's you hear sirens all through it. You know, they're they're going to listen when I can't talk. Right. I mean, that's the <laughs> I prefer that, to be honest. All right. I have to I have to start uh, this podcast by by saying and I don't just say this because we are friends. Uh, I have I have watched all of the first season of The Good Place, ah. uh, and uh, loved it as as you well knew I would. Uh, fantastic, but I have to say, and and I know you've you've not really talked about this. You've kind of gone underground, and I'm okay with that. Um, man, you really screwed with my mind. You really <laughs> messed, really messed with my mind. Which I which I know is what you were trying to do. Sure, I mean not you specifically. No, uh, I would Joe. hope not. But yeah, without uh, giving any spoilers away, because I w- uh, would encourage everyone out there to uh, go watch the show. If you're so That's interested, what I- it's on Hulu and uh, and NBC.com, I think maybe. But yeah, there's some big twists that occur towards the end of the year, especially in the finale. And and uh, yeah, Joe, uh, you texted me and kind of com- not complained, but were like uh, <laughs> were shocked. You were shocked and, and dismayed and surprised and happy, I think, though, right? That not not been- dismayed. I would say all those words, but not dismayed. I was, okay, good. I was thoroughly blown away. Um, and and I, I again, I will certainly not give anything away. Uh, but I would say that there were times throughout the season where my head tilted toward what would eventually where it would all be leading interesting uh, i did think of it um which is what made it so powerful and awesome when it happened because it was still yeah. surprising it was still shocking but it wasn't like oh you cheated you know what i mean it wasn't there because i think you can you could do an ending and go oh come on you you know but but this one it totally flowed and followed the entire season. You know, I, I I quote this all the time, and it's an it's annoying because I for, always forget to look up who actually said it. Uh, so I, I use a quote that I don't <laughs> can't attribute. But somebody once said that the best twists are things that are at once surprising and inevitable. Yes, where they happen and you're genuinely shocked and surprised, but then it all kind of makes perfect sense. When you think about it, and uh, and I th- I think that's a very good quote, even though I have no idea who said it. Um, and it's it's if you think about the best twists in like movie history, you would say like The Usual Suspects, maybe or The Sixth right. Sense, or Sixth things Sense, like that. Yeah. And they're and they're they're all su- both surprising and inevitable. And uh, so that's that's what we were sort of aiming for. Uh, and I don't want to say anymore because I don't want to give it away in case no, and I've seen it. But um, it was totally just announced agree. today. We're uh, we're uh, uh, we're recording this on Monday, the thirtieth of January, and we just got picked up for our second season today. Congratulations! As Thank well, you. As, as th- that was inevitable, of course, it was certainly going to come back because <laughs> it, it's so it's so good. It's I can't recommend it highly enough. Um, and I think that's a great point about you know I think 
a great ending. And you let's not talk about your show. Let's talk about like the Sixth Sense. What's so great about it is you're not only playing over in your mind the ending itself. You're playing over what does it say about me that I didn't see it coming. You know what I mean? I mean, right. not not in a negative way. I think it's like a great. It's like a great magic trick. I don't know if I mentioned this to you. I'm writing a book about Ari Houdini. I don't know if I mentioned that right. to you. Um, so I've been really involved in, in in magic and getting to know a lot of magic uh, magicians and magical historians and people who understand it. Um, and a great, a truly great magic trick leaves you at the edge where you're like, I don't know how they did it. Uh, and I don't want to know. You know what I mean? And like somewhere, somewhere in between, where you're like, I don't, I don't understand that, but it's so perfect and beautiful that I don't want to, I don't want it ruined. You know what I mean? And yeah, and yeah, and I think a great ending is one that really makes you kind of go. I mean, a surprising ending. I mean, the great endings don't have to be shockers or anything, but a great surprising ending is one that where you just you at the end you go okay. I, I saw part of that, but I didn't see the rest of it. And and I, I just think it's great. I think it's great. Well, thank you. Magic is a little different, though, because it's it, different. It, when you get a, a great magic trick, there you go through this sort of rational process where you're like, oh, my God, I have how in the world right. did that person pull that off? And then what I always think is like, I really want to know. Like, I want to know. But you don't want to know because the answer is, oh, there's a little thing and he moves right, it over here. Right. And there's a mirror, whatever. Like the <laughs> answers to magic tricks are so disappoint or so disappointingly boring. Yes. Anytime I've ever been shown how you do like I remember when I was a kid, there was a guy who did magic in my high school. Every high school has at least one kid who does it. <laughs> absolutely. Doing magic tricks. And he did the classic like here's a scarf. And then I make a little sort of uh, uh, like a little bowl out of my hand and I push it, the scarf into the bowl and then I reveal my hands and the scarf is gone. Right. A little handkerchiefy thing. And right. it just he did it for me a hundred thousand times and I lost my mind and I could not figure out how he was doing it. And finally, I was like, you have to tell me I'm right. going crazy. And he's like, oh, it's a fake thumb. It's, I a, have fake a, little, thumb. Yeah. it's a fake thumb. It's a little rubber <laughs> fake thumb. And you pull it off into the little hole that you make with the thing. And you set it in the thing. You put it on your thumb. Then you, And he's just moving his hands and wiggling his fingers fast enough that you can't see it's a fake thumb. Right. And my immediate reaction was just like. Oh man, yeah. you didn't <laughs> like, want to know. I didn't, I didn't, didn't want to know. know. No, and no. Yeah, it's like it's such an interesting thing that like there's no uh, because no one is an actual sorcerer or demon or conjurer of the otherworldly uh, dark magic. Like every answer is something like a fake thumb, and you just don't you you have to know that you don't want to know, right? Isn't right. like you you have to get to the point where you're like I. I recognize that I don't want to know anymore because that's what makes this fun. Well, I think it, it a great magician, and not to say that the person who was your friend in high school uh, was not a great magician, but a truly great magician takes you to the point where how it's done is sort of beyond beside the point. I mean, this is all stuff that I sort of am thinking about and, and writing about and talking about with a lot of people, but... There's the teller of, of Penn and Teller fame does this this beautiful trick where illusion I guess where he he pulls um, coins out of an aquarium 
Uh, he just like takes water yeah, and, yeah. It all, and it turns into coins. And then at the end, he dumps all the coins back into the aquarium and it turns, they turn into goldfish. And, and it's just, it's gorgeous. It's just a gorgeous thing. And you watch that happen and it's art. You don't really care how he does it. You know what I mean? I mean, it's like you get to the point where it's just so beautiful and it's so perfect that how it's done is like, beside the point if somebody shows you hey i can pick your card you, you probably want to know how he did it and then you'll be disappointed the deck's marked or or it was false shuffling or whatever it was um but real high-end magic um it, it it does what great art does i think in my opinion so yeah it's exhilarating it's exhilarating it's absolutely exhilarating and uh uh, hopefully a lot of this will be in my book. I hope. I, 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 I <laughs> See if I can pull it off. I don't know. <laughs> You'd say that like you have no control over it. I have no control over it. It's like <laughs> I don't do any of my own writing. You know that. I just let it. You farm it out like Salvador I, Dali. I just or um, who's the who's the writer that that writes like 17 books a year and he doesn't even write any of them oh anymore? Yeah, yeah yeah i can't remember that, but there's yeah there's screenwriters who do the same thing they just have a bunch of assistants who do all the writing and then he puts his name on them i want to um, get to that point yeah it's a nice gig um are we supposed to do an ad for blue apron or not we we are not but oh. but, but i'm glad you brought that up blue apron great people they didn't actually sponsor this particular podcast but but apparently they're going to keep sponsoring us even though we've we've blown the ad twice now for them. So <laughs> let's give them a freebie. Uh, Everybody go to blueapron.com and type in what is it? Podcast? P O S T A. Exactly. Slash podcast. And what do they get? They get three free meals. It's, right? With free shipping. It's amazing. With free shipping. It's, it's what a deal. I mean, what, what an deal. unbelievable company. I just I <laughs> I can't say enough about Blue Apron. Uh everybody go to blueapron.com backslash podcast. Sign up. You get free ingredients. They're healthy, fresh ingredients that are so fresh and delicious and healthy. They saved Joe's life. Joe <laughs> was about to die of, a, of the flu, and he ordered some food from Blue Apron, and it was so revitalizing that it saved brought him back from the brink of death, and he's now here recording the second podcast of the week. It's, it's incredible. It's incredible. By the way... You know that the Blue Apron people really appreciate us giving them like this horrible ad, like as a freebie. Like this, <laughs> like no, no, we don't even want this one. No, we're giving it to you anyway. You this don't, one's on us, boys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's time for the draft, and yeah. uh, and I, and I mean, let's face it, we never put any effort into these drafts ever. But I think we've really this is this is going to be the slack, like the. The least effort draft in the history of draft. But we say that every week, and every week we top ourselves. We know? do, but I don't think we're going to top this. We are drafting uh, pieces of furniture um, because yep. that was literally the last thing we thought of. Mm -hmm. So uh, I have the first pick right. uh, in drafting pieces of furniture. Um, I don't even know that I have five pieces of furniture, but I'm, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to come up with it. Um, I'm going to take a chair with the first piece of furniture. Uh, the chair is obviously, uh, I, I think it's kind of a slam dunk. It's, the, it's the, what do you want with furniture? Furniture is, is like really to make your life better and nothing makes life better than a chair. It's like you're standing there, but I really could use something to like sit on. There it is. There's your chair. You, like, you can sleep 
on the floor, but you can't sit on the floor for any extended period of time. <laughs> Rocks, you know, used to serve as chairs. You know, but your options with there are very limited. You might find a good rock. You might not find a good rock. So clearly the chair is the uh, most significant piece of furniture. There are many different kinds of chairs. Uh, I'm going with the chair. <laughs> my first pick. I mean, I mean, even by, even by <laughs> podcast draft standards, that was insane. I mean, <laughs> you can't... You, rocks used to serve as chairs. How is that rele- How is that relevant to anything? You're saying First, that the chair is great because it because it gave us something more comfortable to sit in than a rock. Yes, that is exactly <laughs> what I'm saying. <laughs> that is precisely what I'm saying. Rocks <laughs> are God's chairs. That's what you, I'm saying. I see. You also you pulled it out at the last second, but you can't sit on the floor. You can absolutely sit on the floor. No, you, not you, for not for extended no, periods of time. It'll yeah, be, I, I understand. That, that's how you—that's how you pulled it out at the last second. But <laughs> if, for a while, I thought you were claiming that floors were things that it was impossible to sit on. Uh, I mean, I just bravo. Well, an, an incredible <laughs> opening salvo, it just an absolutely wonderful opening salvo in this draft. Uh, I'm gonna go with a desk for my uh, first. Yeah, that, that was one of the ones I have, which are four. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I obviously am biased because I personally work at desks all the time, but I think a desk is often, uh, I'll use the word handsome. It's often a very handsome piece of furniture. Uh, They can be very sturdy. They can be very beautiful, like old wooden, big wooden banker's desks are kind of great. I also like modern sort of minimalist, sleek metal desks. I think they're they're. It feels very, uh, uh, it's like the center of an office home office or business office or whatever. And I, I, because I spend so much time at them, I have a great appreciation for them. I sometimes, I'm not like a design guy. Like, you know, some people are like buy design magazines and kind of get fetishistic about, uh, about architecture and stuff. I, I'm, that's never been my thing, but I do love looking at desks. Like if I'm in any kind of furniture store, the place I will go to is the desk area. Cause I like, I just like looking at them. I think they're cool. So I'll go desk number one. Are are you more of a minimalistic desk person? I mean, or do you want the big ornate desky stuff with the with the various drawers and 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 colors and all the other things that they go? I, with? I'm not I'm not like super um, giant like uh, what right. is, the Resolute desk is the one in the Oval Office like that the really like imposing. I don't go for that, but I do like a wooden. I prefer a wooden desk and I prefer a dark. A dark wood wooden desk with a couple like the problem with desks is like if you're a generally a sort of chaotic slob like I am that if you with too many drawers uh, they just get filled with junk you know they, they, so I, I I go for like a, a bigger wooden desk with a few drawers just so that I don't so I don't just constantly open them and toss stuff in I like that all right well I, look I think the desk is a is a <laughs> it's a fine piece of furniture really if you think about it <laughs> All right, well, uh, with my second pick, uh, I'm going to go with uh, a table. Um, (laughs) 
I don't really know how much we're splitting these things up. Obviously, there are many, many different kinds of tables. I don't know if I get all of the tables or if I am possibly, uh, you know, going to bring on the ire of uh, of our commissioner uh, the way you did by trying to draft both iced tea and hot tea with the same pick. So you're uh, claiming that you're claiming table gives you all tables. Well, I'm I'm not. I'm throwing that out to that's that's not for me to decide. I see. Uh, because it, because really, I mean, a desk is a table in its own way. Um, but I'm really talking more about the bigger tables your 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 dining room table, your kitchen table, your tables that you eat food on. Uh, once again, great thing that we didn't have before. When you basically had to reach down, <laughs> where were you getting your food from? You know, were you putting that on the floor? No. So you get the table. Uh, I like tables. Actually, I mean, you know, you you said how you would go look at desks if you were stuck in a furniture store. Um, If we go to Ikea, which we will once a year, I suppose, um, I like the I like the the table section. I do enjoy looking there. There are, you know, lots of different kinds of tables. Uh, I'm a round table person. I like those. I, hmm. I think that's that's kind of a cool, like for breakfast and lunch, that's a cool thing. But I'm also a big fan of the long rectangular tables for, for dinner. So I guess I'm a, a fan of tables. Your understanding of, I guess, like, <laughs> like furniture. Ancient- of like ancient history or of like, you know, caveman times is that people were sitting on rocks and, and I quote, reaching down end right. quote, for their food. Because their food was on the floor, right? The food was on the ground. I see. So they didn't go as far as getting a second rock to put the food on or anything. You know, they... How many rocks are you going to move around? Let's be honest. <laughs> You know, I mean, it seems like a rock solid historical analysis. I'm not questioning it, believe me. But uh, they were sitting on rocks and quote reaching down end quote reaching for their food. For yeah. their food, yeah, that makes it tough. Makes it a little bit tough. But... So you're you're around like if you had a do do you have a dining room table in your home? We do have it, and it is the 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 our regular dining room table is a is a rectangular table. Okay, um, but that is not where we will eat. Um, like for regular, like if we're having a nice meal, that's where we'll eat. But like for regular breakfast or, or just a quick lunch or whatever, we have a round table in the kitchen and that's, that's just so easy. That's just a nice, easy round table that works well. I kind of don't like round tables because you end up, if there's six, say, or more people at a round table, you end up only really being able to talk to the people to your immediate left and right. Like the people who are across who are uh, uh, across like a diameter from where you are are kind of too far away, especially if you're in a restaurant. Like we, we, I had went out to dinner with two other couples recently. We sat at a round table and the, one of the people that I hadn't seen in a long time was, was through a diameter uh, on the other side of the table. And I couldn't talk to this person because they're just too far away and the restaurant was too loud. That's a round wow. table problem. No, well, but, is, but isn't a that a rectangular? No, I mean, if you're on the wrong side of the rectangle, isn't that the same thing? Yeah, but if you're on a rectangular table with two, with like, you know, you're sitting, at, the people across from you are much closer to you. If you're at the extreme end of the table, that's a problem. Right. But right. if you're like three on a bench and then three chairs across the, the, the short width of the rectangle, then you're fine. You know what I mean? Yeah, I suppose that's true. Problem? Um, our table's not that big, so I wouldn't yeah. say it's it's a problem. But I could see that. In, in a restaurant, I could definitely see preferring a, uh, by the way, are you a booth person? I prefer a booth, yeah. I, like I prefer booths. a booth, yeah, yeah. So I would agree with that. Can't really I, have that at a round table. I guess what I'm saying is that, like, if the Knights of the Round Table 
had sat at a like a across from each other at a long rectangular table than maybe sure. some of the problems that they encountered, some of the internal <laughs> political and romantic problems might not have occurred. You know what I mean? Maybe that could have maybe maybe it was just maybe Lancelot didn't know how much King Arthur was into Guinevere because King Arthur was all the way across the, the table. <laughs> He didn't get a good good read on him. And they it, never really got feeling. a chance to discuss it because That's they're so right. far <laughs> apart. I can understand that. And then Galahad's way over on the other side over here. He can't hear what either of them is saying. <laughs> it's a mess. Uh, this is all This is all good. Uh, this, this is good for, information for, for our podcast, yeah. podcast listeners. Uh, all right, I'll go. I need a place to sit down because I don't want to be sitting on a rock or something. So I'll <laughs> go with a couch as my number two. I'm not a, I'm not like couches to me are pretty utilitarian. They're pretty like uh, uh, they get they get kind of lumpy, and if there's too many pillows, it's like a big mess and stuff. But they are the best thing that we've come up with for a, a way for multiple people to sit down. <laughs> like that's a, that, the best we can do is like a big long chair. And and I also think as I've gotten older and I have kids, as you do too, your kids are a little older than mine, but I've seen the light of couches that are. Um, that are less like overstuffed. Like I used to love big overstuffed couches with big giant arms on the end that were like really, you could kind of snuggle down and, you know, like burrow down. But now I like a nice clean line, a sort of more like mid-century kind of deal because when you have kids, they just destroy everything you own. And <laughs> and they constantly just taking the pillows off the couch and building forts and doing all that stuff. So now the, the couches in our house now are a little cleaner, a little sort of more minimal and I've come to really admire them and like them. And, I, and they're, by the way, just as comfortable, really, at the end of the day. Um, I don't know why. This is all pointless information. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but I, I'm, I, have a new, I guess the point is I have a newfound appreciation for the couch. So I'm going couch number two. Well, I respect the couch. I don't, I don't, see, you, I don't see how you can't. Uh, if you're going to be sitting around in, in, a, in a living room and, and you're watching anything, you're watching a football game, you're watching whatever – you, you gotta you gotta have it I mean it's just you know it's it's you can't just have a bunch of chairs I mean you have to have some centerpiece type place where you know you can sit um here's my question for you uh what is the correct maximum number not counting kids of people who can sit on a couch at the same time see to me the rule to me is it's the number of cushions on the couch if it's a oh. three it's if it's a three couch three cushion couch then that means three people can comfortably sit on it and you can squeeze a fourth it's like n plus one where n is the number of cushions is the is the absolute max but really the couch is demanding n people if it has if n is the number of of cushions i think that's what it's suggesting i believe well, right now what if it's like a leather couch that doesn't have any cushions uh, i don't know now you're in trouble i think i think there's a basic there's a basic feeling you have when there's too many people on the couch. You know I what agree. I mean? Like I you agree. sit down and if it's the right number of people, everyone's comfortable. And if it's one too many people, it just no one looks comfortable. Everyone's kind of like eh, a little squished. And, and you know, you know when it's too many people. <laughs> well, I think the, th the N plus one is great because I think a three cushion couch should have three people on it. Right. And it only has four when you're sort of in need of a fourth person. Like, oh, hey. You even though it'll make us horribly uncomfortable, you come sit with us too. You know, it's also the it depends on the duration of the event. If you're watching like a two and a half hour movie, you know you don't want that n plus one <laughs> number. But if you're if it's like hey, come watch this this like short ninety second thing, 
then that's fine. N plus one is fine. In fact, N plus two is probably fine in that scenario. If if there's somebody who's listening to this podcast for the first time, um, how many times do you think they've either A, turned it off, at which point they're not even hearing this, uh, or B, said, well, what, what, what is this? What, what in the heck is this? I assume if this is the first time, I assume that that person is drafting a very sternly worded letter to the FCC <laughs> asking why we're allowed to do this. Uh, and they'd be right. All right. So yeah. I've got my, what am I, third pick? Um, yeah. So my third pick is the bookshelf. Uh, actually, in, in all... In all seriousness, I love bookshelves. Uh, I, I, first of all, they're, you know, it's a great concept. I mean, it's really just obviously not specifically, uh, you know, I mean, it really probably wasn't that hard to come up with the bookshelf once they've already come up with other pieces of furniture. Um, but I love that books are cool enough that they have their own piece of furniture. Um, I love, uh, I love looking at bookshelves. Uh, I love bookshelves. Yeah, I like when people do fun things with bookshelves. So like they'll put up books and then they'll put up little knickknacks and little things like that and kind of try to make it all look pretty. I, I respect that. Um, and then I love just going to bookstores and just wandering through bookshelves and just seeing what books stand out and, and, and buying like the first book that comes to mind, you know, as you're looking across a bookshelf. Um I just love, I, I, we have a lot of books in, in this house uh, and we have a lot of bookshelves. We never have enough bookshelves uh, for the amount of books we have. I don't know why that is, um, but we never can quite catch up. We're always one bookshelf short. Um, so, so we're always looking for bookshelves and I honestly will tell you that is really fun for me. It is fun for me to go to a bookstore, to a uh, furniture store and look for bookshelves. I think they're the coolest things. So third pick, bookshelves. It's a great, it's a great pick. It's a steal. Uh, I, I, I was gonna pick it number two, but I felt like couch was out there, and I just, <laughs> I didn't have a, I didn't have a choice. But no, it's, it, it's a, it's a look. It's a number one. It's a first round value at I in agree. the third round. Yeah. Uh, it, bookshelves are the best. Uh, they, they're my favorite. Probably my favorite piece of furniture. I probably should have taken it first overall, just because I wanted to. No, they're they're wonderful. They're they're almost all beautiful because yes. they end up being like a like a real. It feels like the the you know in in like olden times, what I'll call olden times. The hearth <laughs> was the sort of like centerpiece of a house because it had to be because. If you didn't have a fire going, you would die because it was right. the old. It was olden times. You remember olden times? I do remember yeah. olden times. <laughs> but I feel like in the modern home, whether it's an apartment or a house or a cottage or anything, I feel like the bookshelf is in some way the center of the of the home. And when I go to someone's house for the first time, and this can be seen as rude, I would imagine, but I I tend to gravitate towards their bookshelf and just look at the books that are yes. on the shelf because you just want to know. I think the books that people have in their home and the books they choose to display are a very good sort of indicator of, of like the, the composition of the person. And so I always, I always, no matter where I am, I end up at some point just sort of wandering over and just glancing at all the books and seeing what books they have that they might have in common with me or which ones they have that I've never read or any of that stuff. It's, it, it's great. I, I, I really, um, I really uh, am sad that you chose it because I wanted to. Choose it. Um, all right, so for my third pick, I guess I'll go. Uh, I'll go with a bed. Uh, sure. 
It's not. Uh, it's not sexy. It's not well, exciting. It it, yeah, I guess it maybe could be, <laughs> but it's not an exciting piece of furniture in the. No, in no. it just it's it's but it is like a, a good comfortable bed is a wonderful thing. Like yes. if and I I love uh, my bed, and anytime I'm anywhere else, I and I'm and I have to sleep in a different bed. I just don't like it as much and that's a wonderful thing it makes you it become even more excited about returning home from a trip if you have a nice bed it's also just a like a there's a reason like um that pillow talk is a thing in like tv shows especially in movies too but especially in tv shows any show that's about a family there are always like multiple scenes in episodes where the uh, adult couple is in their bed and they're kind of reviewing the of days of the, the events of the day. And it's because it's just a place of like quiet and calm and intimacy and kind of like important things get discussed. And, you know, like everybody loves Raymond. There were in every episode of that wonderful show, there was always a scene where Ray and his wife would just talk about whatever was going on while they were sort of getting ready for bed, getting into bed, all that sort of stuff. So, you know, it, it's a it's more like a symbolic choice than a real choice, but um or like a tangible choice, but I but a good bed is a wonderful thing. That's a good pick. Uh, I think uh you know, obviously as I've said before, slept on the floor. I think we all know <laughs> when you talk about history, it goes back to sleeping on the floor. And right. a bed is way better than that. Just way better. Than sleeping yeah. on the floor. You know, you there's a great. Imagine that when the when the bed was invented, everyone was just like, "Oh man, <laughs> finally! Oh, this is great." <laughs> they didn't even know. They didn't even know what they had been missing all those years. Um, <laughs> there's a fantastic uh, Frank Sinatra quote that I think about all the time. Frank Sinatra, when he got rich, um, said, uh, "He said, oh, I'm, 'I'm rich now. I can afford a much better bed, but I don't sleep any better.' Like that was his." Like his Ooh. takeaway was, you know, kind of a deep thought, but that's total nonsense. Better bed is better sleep. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's not yeah, even close, right? I mean, the, and, and bad bed, oh. if you're in like a hotel or something and it's a bad bed, you're just screwed. I mean, there's just nothing you can do. You can never get comfortable. No, I just was in Columbus for a magic festival, which is where I got sick. And, and, uh, the bed was horrible. I mean, I'm not going to say what the hotel was, but the bed was horrible. I think that's why I got sick. I really Maybe. think I got yeah. sick. A bad bed just oh, it'll ruin your life. All right. <laughs> so a good pick with a third, you know. But, but but I will say this about the bed: you don't you don't show people your bed. You know what I mean? I mean, as a as a piece of furniture, yeah. you keep it away from everybody. You close that door. You don't let anybody see it. Yeah, it is. I prefer the like in this draft. I prefer the pieces of furniture that are public, like a bookshelf or something. But yeah, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? All right. Well, that's. Uh, it's still a. It's still a fine pick. I'm. I'm out of furniture pieces already. Uh, really? So, I mean, I have some that I'm going to say, but I don't like any of them really. <laughs> I feel like we have said every piece of furniture I need in my life. Um, so I'm going to go, but I am going to pick some. But I just want you to know uh, that I've already won this draft because I got bookshelf. Do you so, want to make a trade? Do you want to trade me? Uh, I mean, I don't care either. I don't have any other pieces of furniture I care about either. But I'm just opening that up to you. To, you could well, offer a trade. I could offer a deal, but, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and pick. I think I'm going to go ahead All and right. pick. Uh, with my fourth pick, I'm going to pick the dresser. 
uh, as the as the pick. And 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 again, not that the dresser is necessarily a lot different than the various other pieces with drawers. I mean, hutches and whatever else is going on. Um, but I do like a good a good clothes dresser. I like. Uh, having uh, like a sock drawer and 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 uh, a drawer for yeah I as I've gotten older I've started using the drawers for like different things like like I have yeah, everybody has the sock and underwear drawer I guess you know uh, but I have a drawer where I just keep like all of this ridiculous furry pajama type stuff that I'll never wear that somebody buys me, my wife will buy me something like that or, or sweatpants or things that I'm just not going to, to wear. And I just put that. So I have a drawer, like I never open in the dresser. So I, you know, but that's like the perfect place for them because I have to keep them, but I don't want to see them or be bothered by them. Um, and then I have other drawers, like I have a little shirt drawer and, 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 and other things. Um, and I like it. I like it. It's sort of like my property. My wife and I sort of split a dresser. So she has three drawers and I have three drawers and and it feels like we each have our own little apartment, you know, with with those little with those little drawers. I respect that. Um, you know, I don't I don't know what you feel about the mirror on top of the dresser. I'm I'm sort of pro mirror. Uh, that's my my opinion. <laughs> But you know, but you might you might feel differently. You might have a very strong feeling. You might be anti mirror. I don't know. I think I I what I think is that you've undone a lot of the good that you did by picking bookshelf. By picking, <laughs> I think dressers are garbage. Dressers are pointless. Like no wow. one, no one, no one needs it. it. You here's what happens with a dresser. Okay. You have drawers. You put your clothes in the drawer. You only ever use like the top three items in the drawer because. <laughs> You like pick out a t-shirt and then the next day you pick out a t-shirt, the next day you pick out a t-shirt and then like you do a load of laundry and you put them back in and they just use the, like anything that's on the bottom of the drawer in the dresser. You never see that thing ever. That's and they co- they just collect junk. I mean, you like <laughs> I I keep most of my clothes now in, in open faced shelves and it's so wow. much better. It's just so much better because you can actually see what the things are and dressers are a dresser. We have a dresser at our in our uh, bedroom and it's it's purely decorative it's just we don't no, no, there's nothing in it except for like some old junk that we never need i think it's a very i think it's a vestige of the of a world gone by and it's unnecessary and unless it's aesthetically pleasing to look at no one should have a dresser in their house there you're wow. so much better off with shelves like get some ikea shelves and just put your clothes in the shelves you're so much better off what what about what about the decorative uh, quality of the dresser? Doesn't it, a bedroom it, it, feel less full without a dresser? I, I really don't think it does, honestly. Like I, wow. I, I yeah, like I mean, not that they can't be appealing or something. Of course they can be, but uh, but uh, I just think that practically speaking, they're they're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and as far as mirror on the top goes, sure, go ahead. Like put, put, at least it'll have some. It basically uh, the, that's the best you can hope for from a dresser is that it's a like a stand for a mirror. <laughs> You're basically uh, saying a dresser's only value is as a stand for a mirror. Is that what I'm you're saying that everybody thinks they need a dresser, but they really don't, and they're the victims of lobbying by big dresser. <laughs> the big big dresser has made you believe that you need a dresser in your uh, in your bedroom, and you don't. And I'm saying, wake up, people! Wake up and and come to grips with the fact that dressers are a pointless extravagance. Wow. Wow. 
that might be as controversial as anything you've ever said on the podcast. That, that rant brought to you by Blue Apron. <laughs> Go to Blue Apron backslash podcast. Get your first three meals free. Uh, fresh ingredients. You cook the meals yourselves. It's great. It's wonderful. And uh, Blue Apron, we highly recommend getting going to blueapron.com right now. Wow, that was that was. Just, now I want to give Blue Apron like fifty ads that they didn't want for that they didn't ask for or didn't just, want. Don't yeah. want. Won't accept. Will not even <laughs> accept those ads. I'm gonna go with. Uh, let's see here. I can do almost anything I want now that you've blown it by taking dresser. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. Uh, let's see. I'll go with nightstand. Uh, now you picked table. Oh my gosh! You picked really? table, and you, yeah, and you you try to get all tables, but nightstand is I am saying does not count. Um, nightstands are great. I don't know what weird rant you're about to go on, but <laughs> nightstands are great. They they have three very specific purposes. They yeah. have a lamp on them. They right. have you you put your book on it after you're done reading, and they have an alarm clock. And that's three, that's three excellent things that nightstands do. They're small. They're unobtrusive. They themselves can be very pretty and decorative. And they, without a nightstand, what do you do? Now you're back on your rock in olden times because at <laughs> night you can't see anything. You have no place to put your book. You have no place to put your alarm clock. Nightstand is secretly one of the most useful pieces of furniture I think that we have. I'm picking nightstand for. Wow. Um I don't even I don't even know where to begin. Um, What's your anti nightstand argument? No, look, you just ranted about the absolute non necessity of dressers, and then you chose a little dresser. That's literally what you just no, I absolutely did not. I don't care if your nightstand doesn't have to have a single drawer in it. It's just a it's a surface that is bed height or slightly higher that gives you light and a place to put your alarm clock and a place to put your book when you're done reading. That's a, that's not a dresser. Okay. That's nothing so like a dresser. In olden days, people would put their alarm clocks on rocks and, <laughs> and that was just as good. A dresser is not even an improvement on a rock. It's exactly, that's, it's, that's it's a insane. rock. No, that's insane. That's insane. Also, there were no alarm clocks in olden days. Everybody knows that. Wait that's a minute. historically that, inaccurate. Is that true? All right. And by the way, dressers get sloppy. Dressers get sloppy. You, 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 it, you spill stuff on them. They, you, you, you put too many books. They pile up. It's a big mess. Dressers are the worst. You realize what you're saying. You're making an incredible Freudian slip right now. You're saying oh, dressers are the worst, and dressers. Ah, you're right because you're I not, still think you're trying to say nightstands, but you're actually slandering your own pick, own and pick. I couldn't be happier. Kate, the the prosecution rests. <laughs> by the way, that was sort of like a like a television drama moment right there. It really was. I caught you that at the end of the thrilling legal drama of this podcast. That was the denouement. All right, nightstands are. All right, whatever. Uh, all right, so I've got a fifth pick, and and I don't want any of these things. Um, so you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to go completely off the board, completely off the board, uh, and I'm going to take a pool table. Pool tables. I don't have a pool table. I don't. I don't own one. So it is possible that somebody who owns a pool table uh, will tell me that that they, they they're terrible and maybe that's true uh, but I've always every time I go to a house with a pool table I feel extraordinarily jealous about the pool table I I've, I've always wanted to be the sort of person that owned a pool table I just never actually 
done it because they're expensive and I don't do it. Um, but pool is like such a fun game to play, like in that setting. It's not fun to go for me. It's not fun to like go to a bar and play it and have people watch you and bet. And I don't need any of that. Um, but I would always want to be like that person in that room that has the pool table and just play. Oh, I'm just gonna play a little, you know, a little pool and you got books all around and you know maybe. I don't know what you're drinking, but but I always thought that's a cool thing. It makes a room. It's a cool looking thing. The pool table is uh, the green, you know, felt and 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 everything about it. Uh, all those cool little accessories that go along with the pool table. Um, I I like pool tables. I think they're cool things. So I'm taking a pool table. All right, I'm not gonna slam you for this. I mean, there's problems with pool tables. Number one is. They get very little action for the <laughs> amount of space they they take up. You know what I mean? Like I you, yeah. Like my wife and I got I got my wife for her fortieth birthday. I got her a ping pong table because she loves ping pong. Okay. And ping pong, like she loves ping pong, and we played like every day for like six months. But then eventually, like it sort of wears off, and you one thing leads to another, and then like six months goes by, and you haven't played ping pong at all. And I feel like pool tables are that times a thousand. Like you never, it's very rare in olden days, uh, you would go, <laughs> if you had a pool table, you would go, you would get up off your rock and you would go and play. And it was like pool was like a nightly way to like, you would retire from the dining room <laughs> and the gentlemen would smoke cigars and drink brandy and perhaps shoot some pool. But that just isn't the way it works anymore. And I feel like most people who have pool tables are never playing pool. That's the I, I will. I, I will say when I go over to somebody's house and say, "Hey, pool table, uh, you want a game?" They're so happy. Yeah, They're like so, like, oh yes, I forgot I had that. So yeah, it's just I, that you never. You get so inured to the presence of the pool table, you just end up never playing pool. All right. By the way, who who is a better uh, ping pong player, you or your wife? Uh, when we started, my wife was better, but I think I I, I think I got her now. Uh, really. I, Yes, because I, and I'm like this when I play tennis too, I control the ball much better if I put spin on it, uh, uh -huh. forehand or backhand, and I realized that the same might apply to ping pong, and I started training myself to put spin on every shot, and I found it easier to control the ball, and it drives her up the wall, because she's just a very, she has very good reflexes, and she's very athletic, but she doesn't put spin on the uh, on uh, the ping pong ball, and that's basically all of ping pong is spin. Yes, it really so, is. So yeah, so uh, yeah, I, I think I'm better than she is, but it's close. It's it's uh, it's probably fifty fifty five forty five when we play. You know, I once played against the best uh, table tennis player. He would not be want to be called a ping pong player. Sure. But the best table tennis player in America, uh, he was going to the Olympics, and I was doing a story, and so I got to play against him. Um, and he would let me, you know, and I'm not a terrible, because I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty good tennis player. So I, I, I play ping pong the way I play tennis. So, um, you know, I have the strokes generally, and I'm, I'm a fairly good player. Uh, but he was, he was like kind of playing around with me, and he would like give me, you know, little high lobs that I, he would let me slam and, you know, to see if he could return them and, and, and things like that. So it was relatively fun. And then he's like, okay, well, let me let me show you what a real serve looks like. And he served it, <laughs> and it literally hit my, my rack, and it just went ping, and like 
flew like seven miles off to the right. I mean, it was yeah. like one of the, and I said, no, that's not a fun game at all. Like when, yeah. when you play it that way, like the spin those guys put on the ball is, it's insane. It's, it's insane. absurd. Yeah. The most exciting Olympic highlights every four years are from table tennis. Don't oh, absolutely. Like oh, the, my God. Whatever, whatever the, like, the five longest rallies in Olympic table tennis, I would put up against any 100-meter <laughs> dash final or any, like, anything. I, it, it's, to me, it's the most enjoyable kind of high, sports highlight in the world is, like, the, the longest rally in, the, like, a championship table tennis Well, game. because the guy will literally slam it 12 times, right? Yeah. I mean, and the other guy just keeps like, oh, no, pop, pop it back up, pop it back up. The other guy ends up 25 feet behind <laughs> the table hitting insane diving, lunging, topspin. And then, and then you realize how small the table is because you're hitting it. These guys are hitting it from so far back and with incredible accuracy. And, it's yeah, it's always one guy's right up close and just slamming it as hard as he can. And the, it's, it's unbelievable. Like, it's, it's, the, it's the best kind of YouTube highlight, I think. It's so fun to watch, and, and, it, and it blows my mind that there are players that, like, literally returning slams is like their game. Like their game is defensive. Yeah. That's how they play. The game is like, yeah, I I will get every single ball back forever. You will never ever, and that's how they play. And yeah. I love that. Uh, just table tennis is great. I I'd like a ping pong. It's not a piece of furniture though. I mean, yeah. I guess it can be, but it's not a piece of furniture. I'm not gonna. I'll, I'll give you pool. Pool tables are fine at at five. It's a, basically an undrafted free agent. Okay. Uh, at five, so I, I, that's fine. Um, I don't really have a good pick either, but I'm going to go with the Ottoman uh, for number five. Okay. Uh, for a simple reason. You and your beloved chairs <laughs> that you think are so much better than rocks. Go ahead. Sit on your chair, Joe. Where are you putting your feet? Where are you putting your feet? It's a good That's point. That's right. You're putting them on the Ottoman. Same with a couch. Uh, you, If you're sitting down anywhere in a leisurely capacity... Unless you are in like a weird old 70s Barca lounger type deal, <laughs> you need a place to put your feet. And when you and, and I we had a, a coffee table in our living room that was very nice, but it was a wooden coffee table. And I was like, no, this has to go because when we sit down on the couch to watch TV, I can't put my feet on a wooden coffee table. It's going to hurt. And we replaced it with like a big ottoman and it's delightful. And it's just purely it has essentially one purpose. Besides, you know, hopefully looking good. And that is, do you put your feet on it when you sit down? And without it, I feel like I can't truly relax. So that's why Ottoman is number five. I like good Ottoman. I mean, I, I will I will concede that point. However, I will say you can put together a makeshift Ottoman. I mean, like you could have that little table, just put a little pillow under your feet and, and do it that way. That would not be unacceptable. You could put together a makeshift chair, too, by stacking a bunch of rocks <laughs> no one rock will mean, do one good rock will do <laughs> you can make a makeshift anything you can make a makeshift bookshelf that doesn't mean it's better than a bookshelf I'm just saying that you can make you can make something that is exactly as good as an ottoman fairly easily just by putting a pillow on top of a table I don't I don't think so I mean you, really, it, you don't it, see it as the same no, because it's like you. the whole point is you flop down, you put your feet up. And if you have to go through a whole rigmarole of like arranging other things in order to. And you don't want to put. Also, don't put your feet on your pillows. That's gross. The pillows aren't <laughs> meant to have feet put on them. Ottomans are. That's the design. That's the point of the Ottoman. Plus, some Ottomans have that thing where you had a secret storage inside. That's I do like those. I, that is I genuinely exciting. Because then you take all of your blankets 
all your warm, fuzzy blankies, and you put them in the ottoman, and then you go, you lift it up, take a blanket out, close the ottoman, sit down. It's like one-stop shopping for comfort. Now, I've given you that. I've given you that. The little secret compartment in the ottoman is a great thing. It's genuinely exciting when you realize that the ottoman. You're like, like, oh, where where do I put this blanket? No, put it in the ottoman. Like, what? Yeah. Yeah, How can I do that? It's like a dream. It's a total dream. What about people who sit on the ottoman? Yeah, it's fine. I got no problem with those people. I got. <laughs> you never know what kind of stupid question we're going to come up with on this thing. I no, mean, I think it is a good question though. And there, and when you have like, if you were to have some kind of social gathering, people are going to end up sitting on the ottoman. No question. Fine. Because that's that is how useful the ottoman is as a piece of furniture. It can also it can handle all of these tasks. <laughs> All right, it's a fine pick. It's a fine uh, pick. All right. So, uh, all right, so I won that draft, but as we go forward. I think I I might have been close. I think bookshelf at three was big, but I I feel like if you actually, I got desk, couch, bed, nightstand, ottoman. You got chair, table, bookshelf, dresser, pool table. Two of the things you chose were tables. I don't know. You might have won, but I I feel like it was closer than it looked like it was going to be. You know, most people thought I won the beverage draft. What? (laughs) As as I mentioned uh, to you at that time, your feelings about beer are not shared by most Americans. Well, they'll they'll catch up eventually. Eventually they'll catch up. (laughs) All right. Time for one last meaningless thing to end this meaningless thing. One last meaningless thing to end. And you go first. No, you go first. I went first last time. Well, I thought you should always go first. Don't you? No, I mean, that seems like you should always be your... I'll go first. All right. So my, my one meaningless thing, last meaningless thing to end this meaningless thing is uh, about my dog. I have a dog. Uh, Wesley is his name. Wesley named after uh, the, the uh, man in black in uh, Princess Bride. He's a wonderful dog with a, with a great temperament, except when the UPS guy comes and he goes absolutely bananas when the ups guy comes i mean just goes nuts so and we and we never see this in him at, at any other point even when other people come to the front door it's he, he, just when this ups guy comes he just goes nuts so just goes crazy and starts running to the door and 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 you know and I've been trying to figure this out. I've been trying to figure out what it is about this UPS guy. I've already apologized to that guy. And that guy's like, oh, I'm a UPS guy. They all hate me. And I'm like, no, but this dog hates you more than than like other <laughs> than other people. Like the other, the FedEx guy comes, he's fine. He doesn't care. Uh, and so I don't, I don't get it. I have no idea. But my sense of my dog is that there's only two possibilities with this uh and one is that the ups guy is actually a former owner of his uh and he is trying to return home which is sure. which is possible uh, unlikely or, unlikely but possible yeah unlikely since we got him uh we we bought him when he was like three weeks old so it's not a real likely thing uh the other thing is that the ups guy is really a bad guy he's like really a criminal and my dog oh. is the only one that knows this trying to warn you yeah he's trying to warn us and protect us from the bad UPS guy. So I don't know what it is, but that's our dog. Uh, pretty meaningless. Good job. That was um, meaningless. 
Uh, my my one last meaningless thing to end this meaningless thing is is a, a simple one. A sing, it's a single sentence. Are you ready? Yes. It shouldn't cost so much to frame things. <laughs> That's it. I just believe that's, that. That's, that's your that's your whole thing. Yeah, that's my whole thing. It's really expensive. It, it like outrageously expensive, and I believe that we're being ripped off as a people. <laughs> it shouldn't cost so much to frame something. It's so it's insane. It's hundreds of dollars to frame things. Yes, and it shouldn't cost them. I think we're getting. I think we're getting taken for a ride by big framery. What? <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's what I call the framing industry. You, big, you've big you've been down on big dresser and big framery. Big dresser and big framery. I'm coming after you guys, both of you. That there's going to be some changes in what, America. What percentage of things hanging in your home is the frame and the framing more expensive than the item inside? Ooh, that's a good question. I mean, a decent number of them because a lot of them are photographs, like right. you know, photographs from your wedding or whatever. Um, so yeah, a lot of them, a lot yeah. of them are, I, I, say, I have, I have very few like valuable pieces of art. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say just about every piece. And I, I'm, I'm actually in my office and I've got all of these Houdini posters up on the wall. They're all fake. I mean, they're not originals or anything. They're all these fakes. And I would say every one of them, the frame is worth more than the actual poster. I'm saying, I'm saying it shouldn't cost so much to frame things. It should right. be cheaper. All right. Well, that's not even meaningless. That's very meaningful. I think it's pretty meaningless. That's I would really say this too. Uh, of all the like, I'm always on the lookout for uh, things that uh, where the the distance, the difference between how much you have to pay for it and how much it costs to manufacture are the greatest. Like yeah. I, I, I'm constantly like, and the 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 leader in the clubhouse uh, for me is the styrofoam or whatever they are uh like uh water um p things that you floaties you know yeah. like the the they're floaties. uh yeah they're like the long cylindrical ones yes that you first those things cost, yeah they cost like 20 bucks and it's just a piece of like carbon <laughs> foam, or something yeah like a, little, a piece of foam yeah. i'm I, I if you had to guess how much do you would you guess it cost and i don't know the answer but how much I'd do you think for, it's manufacture it for one of the long foam things that you have at the pool i would say that costs uh 12 cents to manufacture yeah i would have guessed 10 cents yeah 12 cents <laughs> but i think the shorter ones are like seven cents yeah, yeah. so 10 let's say it costs let's be generous and say it costs 50 cents yeah. to make which is no way it costs 50 cents <laughs> to make and you, it, they literally cost like 20 dollars. sometimes like sometimes more 25 dollars. i mean that's a pretty amazing markup for uh for anything right i'm i would also guess by the way that a can of Coke, let's say, given how like the bulk of uh, amount of Coke that is being made, if that can't cost more than a penny, right? <laughs> like there, I mean, it's water and then secret formula and sugar and stuff, but and leather it, tannery stuff and, or whatever. whatever <laughs> for, that's for diet Coke, <laughs> the slurry runoff from the tannery. Yeah, uh, but it, but that probably also is like a, a you know. 50,000% markup or something. But I, the point of all of this is that framing is like, it's probably not in that quite that styrofoam floaty ballpark, but it's up there. It's gotta be. I gotta say, and, and, and I, we never do this cause we never prepare for these drafts, but it seems to me that we need to have a draft on things with the highest markup in America. Oh, life. I love that. Yeah. yeah things yeah. that are way too expensive. Things that are way too expensive. <laughs> I think it's, well, well, we have to do that. We definitely have to all do right. that. 
All right. Excellent. Uh, as always, uh, thank you. Thank you for having me.